Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm your host Diane Gibbs and today I am joined by the extremely talented Amy Hood. She is a um, designer in Southern California and she designs with her sister and some other great designers at Hoodspa Graphics and Art and they do design and all kinds of stuff but they also are incredible artists and you'll see some of their work in just a little bit. But Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, excited to be here. <laughs> well, cool. So I have a bunch of questions. And just if you guys are new to Spreecast, um, you can ask questions over there to the whatever. It's my right. I guess it's your right. Um, and you can ask us questions there. Below Amy, there is a button called Submit Questions. Sometimes those get hidden because we have a bunch of stuff queued up in the questions already. So sometimes it's a little easier just to go ahead and do it straight on the queue. And I'll try to look for it and I'll post it up. And then we'll bring some images up in a little bit and I'll tell you how that works. But that's kind of how Spreecast works. You can feel free to tweet this out. Um, up in the upper right-hand corner, there's some Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus and LinkedIn buttons. Um, feel free to share it so we can get more people asking questions. But today we're going to be talking about lifestyle branding. And this is a really interesting topic and I'm really excited to have you in. You guys, I'm really excited. Drew, I haven't seen you in forever. Meredith, always good to see you. John O'Neill was a guest before. I'm excited to have him and some other people, new people. Hopefully, Amy, maybe you know somebody down there. That would be yeah, awesome. Give yeah. them a little shout out. Awesome. All right, so tell us a little bit of your background. And um, I'm going to pull up this picture of you and Jen. And then I'll kind of show you guys how this works. So if you drag your mouse on top of it, if it's already on top of it, drag it off and then come back on. And then you, you can kind of see um, how the Spreecast works. You, you can pick put it on top of the chat or you can put it on top of me. Don't put it on top of Amy because you want to be able to see what she looks like when she's talking. But that's how it works. You can't remove it from the screen. I have to remove it. But that's how the images work. So she'll probably be talking and she's going to tell me to put some up. So hopefully you guys will be able to see it. If we ever freeze, just refresh your browser window and that should fix it. All right, Amy. Now tell us a little bit about your background as an artist and as a designer. And you've lived in a lot of different places, Kentucky, New York, Tennessee, and California. So can you kind of talk about how you got all the way to California? Yeah, um, we were actually born here. We were born in Huntington in Southern California. And uh, we just moved around a lot. My mom, I guess she just had ants in her pants. I don't really know why. People always ask if we were in the military, but we weren't. So, um, but I, I loved it. I mean, we got to meet a lot of really great people and get a lot of awesome experiences that I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily get to have if they get to stay in one, if they just stay in one place and among one kind of group of people. So, um, yeah, we just moved all over and we ended up in Kentucky because my grandma has a farm there. And so when my grandpa died, we helped her kind of like take care of things and um, shoveled horse crap and did all the hard work that you do when you're on a farm. But it was fun and it, it taught us, it really did teach us good hard work, which is something that we, you know, is really invaluable when you have your own company because um, if it doesn't get done by us, it doesn't get done. So, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up in Nashville just because it was an hour an hour south of Kentucky and it's if you wanted to do anything you had to go there so you would always end up there and and then uh, yeah I guess it just got to the point where um, in Kentucky there just wasn't a lot of opportunity where we were living so we thought we'd head back to California and, and see what we could find. 
Well, cool. So, and you were telling me this before, I asked you where you went to school. Can you kind of give us a little bit of your background um, on the, you always were doing art stuff even as a kid, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, as, as far back as I can remember, we were always doing art and our teachers were always telling our, our mom, you know, that, like these girls, I think they've got something, you know? Um, and in New York, you know, they really encourage, you know, the arts and stuff, but, uh, I think our mom wanted us to be musicians, so she had us like in traveling orchestras, and we played in our family's bluegrass band. So I think she was hoping we'd be like violinists. But anyway, we eventually, like when we moved back to California, we we really got into art like pretty seriously. And before that, it had been just kind of like a fun thing that we didn't really think we could make anything, you know, like a life out of it. So, um, but yeah, we got out here and our art teacher, I took an art class just in high school and he was like, you guys are, you guys are really talented. You should really like go to school for this. So yeah, we ended up um, enrolling at just Saddleback College, a community college out here and taking it through classes, which led to design because it's a really practical art form that, you know, you can make a pretty good living at and it's, it's still really creative. So it's, we were like, yeah, we should try this. That's cool. So you and your sister, you've been described as students of culture. That's my quote marks. Um, so can you explain this and how your background, maybe moving around so much, has influenced <coughs> this kind of philosophy of yours and how it plays on your ability to build strong brands for lifestyle brands for, for you as well as for maybe some of your clients? And maybe go ahead and tell us how you um, um, define lifestyle brands. Okay, so it cut out a little bit, but I, I think you said define lifestyle brand and how we did it. So um, basically, we just realized um, because we were starting out, we didn't really have, we didn't have investors. It was just Jen and I, and uh, we, Jen, we, we are the magazine that we were working at had just got shut down, so it was kind of like we were thrown out into the mix, and we had been doing some freelance work, but it was like, okay, let's make this like full time, let's do our own company, and let's make this happen. So we were like on a really tight budget, to say the least. We were working out of our house, which um, was really small. We were in our own bedrooms. And uh, so we were like, okay, well, let's use Twitter and Facebook and social media, and let's just, you know, like, blast this to all our friends, because we've known from day one that it's just about who you know, like you and I were talking about earlier. Um, all of our clients have been referrals. Like, we've never done any advertising. It's all word of mouth. So we thought, okay, let's just share with our friends that were out there that were, that were, uh, you know, doing design full-time now, we're, we're open for work, and we're open for being hired. So it just kind of started out as, as just using the tools that were free and that we knew how to use. I mean, we were, you know, we're like in our 20s, like all we do is sit on Facebook and, you know, Twitter and Instagram, and so why not, you know, make that profitable? So, and I think we just started realizing um, how, how much it was helping us using, like, Pinterest and Instagram, and as we're looking at our website traffic, we're seeing, oh my gosh, we're getting so much traffic from Pinterest and Instagram and Dribble, and they were actually coming through as paying jobs and it was we were really just amazed at how many people were connecting with us not just because of our work but because they were like oh I, I really like that just for fun poster you did for the Lakers or like we did these like little um, like player cards for the for the Lakers to uh, like root them on in the finals because it was just a miracle that they made it there anyway <laughs> so yeah if they're on the screen but um, so we just did like fun stuff like that and, and it really wasn't paying, it wasn't like for a job or anything, it was just us having fun and people were really connecting with it when we were sharing things like this on like Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter. 
So like we started, you know, just doing like fun posters for friends and, um, you know, just like illustrations and, and doodles and stuff. And it was really, we were just amazed at the response we were getting. Um, and just on us sharing our lives, like um, people connecting with like the kind of music that we were listening to or the concerts we were going to, or, you know, like this SoCal like lifestyle that we were kind of leading, like going to the beach and, and, you know, picnics in the park and things like that. So it's, we had a lot of people writing us saying like, Hey, like we really like you guys and we want to, we have a brand that we want to market to people your age like you. Um, so we'd like you to design our logo. And we're like, Oh, that, that's cool. <laughs> Did you see our work? No, I'm kidding. But, um, but really it seems like it was, it was as much about like, this, this lifestyle that we lead and, and the kind of people that we were associating with um, as much as it was that they liked our design work. So it was, it was cool. It was really interesting. So that's kind of how we started finding out like, hey, like people are really connecting with us based on this like lifestyle and like this, these cultural um, things that we're interested in. And so we're like, we should really start, you know, like um, honing in like this concept. And so that's, you know, kind of what we decided to talk at when we did this this uh, speech at this conference, Creative South, in Georgia recently, and that's kind of how the book was born. <laughs> so, so you actually, you and Jen started. Um, you went. You were asked to speak at Creative South, which is a design conference. It was in Georgia this past year. I don't know if it's always in Georgia or not. Yeah, it is. Do you know? Okay, well, it had a big peach on it. I figured maybe I'm from Georgia, so I'm all about go Georgia. Um, I got my Georgia koozie today. Nice. My mom will be happy. Um, so, but so you you getting planning as you're planning for your presentation, you started talking about you know what you were going to talk about, and then this book kind of birthed from that. Correct. Yeah, so basically, like, um, again, a friend recommended us, our friend Nick Slater, who's an amazing designer, um, his friend Mike Jones, who is the creator of Creative South, was looking for some other designers to speak and be featured at this conference. And Nick was like, hey, I know some girls. And they were having a lot of trouble finding, like, women designers. They're like, oh, great. Like, let's, let's have these twin girls come talk to us about design. And so we're trying to think, like, okay, what would be a really interesting topic that nobody else might cover, you know, something that, you know, a lot of people ask us about um, that we do really well that we could talk about. And they're like, okay, well, first of all, everyone always asks us about, like, how we started this business. And they say, wow, we're really surprised that you guys are pretty business smart. So let's talk about that, just like the basics, 101, how to start a business, like, you know, licenses, all the nitty gritty. And then let's also talk about this lifestyle branding thing that has worked out so well for us. So as we're planning for this speech, me and Jen are like writing notes and we're making like flow charts and diagrams and it turned into 60 pages of notes and so we're like this is never gonna fit in an hour speech so we're like okay let's let's make this into a like a PDF ebook that they can download that way if we totally faff the speech at Creative South at least they can go home and download this book and get something out of it because um, if I'm trying really hard right now but we talk really fast and we tend to ramble so yeah, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll make this ebook and it'll be really fun. And no matter what, they'll hopefully not regret asking us to this conference. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how the book came about. And um, I have to give Jen, my twin sister, all the credit for the funny parts because, uh, yeah, she's definitely the funny half of the, half of the duo. So I, I can only imagine um, 
and this is a later question. We don't I, we don't always go in order, Amy. I'm sorry if I throw you off by that. So working working with your sister. Now I can I have an older sister, and um, I love her to death, and I think we would work great together. But I can't imagine working um, all the all the time with. But you know, I think with a twin, maybe it's a little different because you guys have always been together and you've been doing some of the same things. But can you kind of talk about that? Um, what are some of the the great parts, and do you, and maybe some of the the pitfalls of working with a sibling? And then, do you think it's different because she's your twin? You know, um, I don't know if it's different. I actually just started working with another company locally, and they're twin brothers, and they're designers too. And I'm like, so how do you guys work together? And apparently, they fight like crazy, but that's how they work best together. So, um, but Jen and I, luckily, we don't fight too terribly bad. We we try to we try to be good about it, but um, our mom was really strict on us when we were younger. Like we would get spankings for telling each other to shut up. So she was really strict, but I'm kind of thankful for it. Um, but yeah, so she would um, so she just kind of taught us early on that you know we're we're our best friends, we're each other's best allies, and I think because we moved a lot, um, I think that also caused us to really stick together. Because, um, you know, you're in a new city, you don't know anyone. It's like the right. age where you're like moving schools, which is like really scary and hard making new friends. So I think we just kind of always relied on each other a lot because of those experiences. And and I don't know how, but God gave us both the same talents. And so I think also that really helped us just kind of like stick together and really be like, Jen, what do you think about this design? Or just really trust each other's opinion, you know? So I think it's easy in a lot of respects because I know that even if, Jen pisses me off or I, I piss her off like at the end of the day we're like oh we're fine like we've already gotten over it 20 minutes later right but um well, it can be di it can be difficult well like, and I'm sure go ahead I was gonna say like we have a we have a couple people that come in and work with us one of the girls names is Julie and she's always like we'll start bickering a little bit we'll be a little like have a little tiff and Julia's like now girls <laughs> so so every now and again, the, the coworkers get a little, you know, but it's it's fun. It's fun. And I think for the most part, we, we try to be professional, but yeah, yeah we do fight. <laughs> but I think sometimes um, because you know each other so well, and again, the trust is totally there. You know you want what's best for each other. You're not competing so much with each other. Um, maybe like normal siblings, I think compete a lot. I'm sure twins compete a lot, maybe even more so than regular. I don't know. I'm. This isn't a twin spreecast episode, but I think that it could be an advantage, especially when you're starting a business, because then you know how hard she's going to work, and she knows how hard you're going to work to get this thing off the ground. And I know how hard it is to, to start a business and to grow a business, especially when you're working and you're just doing freelance. Um, it is, I mean, and especially, like, just even, like, we're trying to hire So, this is the book. Yeah, this is the book. This is the book, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's really cool, like, me Go. and Jen just sat down, and um, um, we were just kind of hashing out just, like, all the basics that it took for us, like, because we just have so many design friends that are either freelancing or want to start freelancing that don't even know where to begin, and we went through the same thing. We were like, what are we doing? <laughs> and we did all the heavy lifting and hard research, and and just looked up all the nitty gritty and we thought, you know what, it would have been so great to have some sort of a mentor or somebody to help us out with some of these basics, you know, like just where to look for the California laws and regulations on small business, where to look for, you know, just tax codes and, and you know, things like that. Um, and so we were like, let's just write this all out in this book and just make it really, really basic for this, it was for the speech. 
and um, really just give people a hands-on something really, really tangible that they can help them with, you know, business because that's the hardest side. We're, we're, you know, creatives. We don't want to think about money and like contracts and like chasing people down for money and and things like that. But unfortunately, if you want to be successful, like you do have to consider those things and really plan for it. So. Yeah, um, but I think so far we've been getting pretty good feedback about it from our friends. Like, we kind of thought it was a little bit bare bones and we want to add to it in the future, like really get in there and explain much more further on lifestyle branding and how we specifically made it work for us and also just some more things on the business side. But I think so. it's, it's like a really good introductory. Yeah, it is. I really enjoyed it. And there are it's funny there's lots of funny parts to it it's definitely i i was really excited i know you said you wanted to add to it and possibly every year kind of do a little bit more um i want to share the link so that people can buy it if they want it's very very affordable and it's really it's super well designed and i'm just fine trying to find my i think here it is so it's right here I'm going to also add it to the side, hopefully. So people can click either over there or right here, and you guys can pick up the book as well. But it, it really is, it's really helpful. One thing I love is that you, you take time with, and to create some of these things that are just like for you, like the stuff Kobe Bryant and the little voodoo cards. A lot of people don't have that time or don't make that time. But I think you doing that helped you to be able to sell certain things, even like your artwork. You'll end up you have you've had shows, you've done other things, and you've been able to incorporate that into the brands and other things that you're creating for your clients. But it's because you take time for that. And I I asked I sent you these questions before. Um, so I know both of you do a lot of illustrations and a lot of paintings. Um, is it something you have to plan out or is it something that you have to make time for? Does it happen because you, you make it happen or is it like, oh crap, I don't have time to paint this week? Right. I think it, it kind of goes in spurts for me just because I, I am an artist and I'll be like, I get really all in or I get really like all out about something. Like I'll be on a painting kick and I'll paint all night for hours and hours for like three weeks straight and like just pump stuff out and be really stoked on it and be like, I am great at this. <laughs> and then, you know, like a week later, you're like, this sucks. I'm terrible. I'm giving it up. I'm putting it down. I can't do this and never doing it again. So I think it goes in spurts as far as like the fine art specifically. But even with design, it's, sometimes I'll get kind of discouraged or I'll have like just a spurt of like, I am on fire. Like I'm kicking this logo's butt, you know, or whatever it is. Um, so I think it's kind of a mixture of both. Like sometimes you're really excited to work on a project and you're, you're like just totally, you don't even have to be asked. Like you stay up all night, you're, you're working extra hours, you know, and you're carving out the time. And then sometimes you really have to be like, okay, I'm going to sit down. This is the time I'm doing this. I'm working on it for two hours. And if I don't get anywhere, at least the next day I'll have started, have something to work with, you know? So I think you have to be a mixture of like self-discipline, but you also have to love it. Like, um, if you don't love it, you're not going to make the time for it and you're just going to hate it and you're probably not going to get clients that way because your work's probably going to reflect that, you know? Um, so I think it really helps that Jen and I and the people that we try to bring on with us, like really, really love doing this. And it's, we do look at it as, as art, you know, like we're trying to make something really creative and really unique, not just like Joe Schmo design or copying some other person's 
you know, thing, you know, we want to make something like exciting and new. And, and so I think it has to be a kind of a mixture of both. That's cool. So I know that you brought on, and I can't remember her name, um, but she's uh, one of your, you already mentioned her, but I just blanked on her name, but she's knits. And you were like, in one of the blog posts, you said, oh, she's going to knit everybody sweaters for Christmas or something because so, she knits really fast. And I think I think it's great to embrace different kinds of things to, and acknowledge that they add to your creativity. So um, anyway, so and Drew asks if you do any website development as well. So basically, it's really great. We have this, again, it's all about who you know. So I have a friend, Lindsay Bro, and we do a lot of creative projects with her. She does a lot of like styling, and she's a, another person who just really enjoys culture. She travels a lot. Um, we, we both just like experiencing all sorts of new experiences. We're never turned off to try anything. So she's one of our good friends and she introduced us to this girl, Lauren, um, pal of Bixa Media. And so she's pretty much our partner for, for web coding. So we do all the front end design and then we send her, um, you know, like the mockups and the PSD and AI files and then she makes it all, codes it all and does all their nerdy sides. So we do do websites, but we mostly do like the, the, the creative front end aspect, and then we we have Lauren help us with the, the back end coding. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really loving getting into websites. It's so much fun, especially with all of the new capabilities and how creative you can get. It's so much more artistic, and and it's also great because um, like with these like customized WordPress sites, like you can really teach people how to use their own sites and really get excited about it and update it. And it's really great for lifestyle branding. Like if you do want that, like where you want people to you want to be an extension of your brand and you want um, to share like your life with people, it makes it so much easier. So we're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So that's cool. So that's good. I mean, it's really a one-stop shop. You can really, you are not turning anything away just because maybe you haven't done it in the past. You're willing to go out there. And I think that attitude is, is great. And it's another thing that um, brings you to the forefront and it, brings your company up, you know, it's like, hey, we're, we're not afraid of any challenges, sort of, I think. So, you, you guys got started in publishing and uh, in magazine, and then you were freelancing, right? And then what was the spark that you were like, we should do this on our own? Like, what was it? Um, sorry, it was cutting a little bit, but it said, what, what made us want to do this full time? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, basically it was kind of like a, it, we had been talking about it for a while. We had a couple of friends that were constantly, you know, being like, hey, can you do this like logo or can you do this poster for a band? Or a lot of people wanted us to work on projects, but we were working in this magazine and print house. And so we just didn't have any time without like with press deadlines and oh my gosh, we were doing like two or three magazines. So there was press deadlines. <laughs> but um, so we just didn't have time and we we're like, gosh, it'd be really great if we had more time to work on like side projects and freelance, like this fun freelance work that we really want to do. Um, and so we, we just kind of were talking about it and wanting to do it. And then it just kind of worked out to where um, Jen started doing more freelance on the side. And then the magazine that we were working at had to close the magazine side. And so we're like, I think this is like our cue. We were looking for an opportunity to to start this new thing. And I think this is definitely our cue, you know, this, this doors has closed and we were looking for work out there, you know, in print and there's just, there, nobody's hiring a lot of work for print these days, you know? So we were like, you know what, like, instead of like sitting on this job hunt and filing for unemployment, 
like let's let's start our own thing let's make chutzpah a thing and uh so well we hadn't named it chutzpah at that time but um so we we you know brainstormed names which chutzpah i don't know if all you west coasters know is a yiddish term which is jewish um for like moxie or like cojones or like you know balls i guess <laughs> but anyway we just thought like it would be like clever because our last name is hood so but it doesn't translate that well on the west coast so Note to all of you people thinking about naming your company. Um, think well, think long and hard about your name, I guess. <laughs> so talk a little bit about um, you have the shine on you crazy diamond as um, you know, it's kind of like in your tagline and on your web web page. And let me put that on screen too so you guys can all check them out. Um, Oh, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's like in uproar about my balls comment. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to keep the cursing to a minimum. <laughs> I think that's okay. Um, but talk a little bit about like how that came to be and why that's so important because you guys have patches. You guys, you know, sell um, that say shine on. Every email I get from Amy says shine on at the end instead of like what I say thanks. She says shine on, which I love. And again, that just that just goes with it. So can you talk a little bit about that? I hope I'm not breaking up too bad. Oh, no, it's perfect now, yeah. Um, yeah, so like when we were starting our company, like um, we're just, Jen and I are really into music, like all kinds. Like I said, we grew up, my mom put us at the orchestra really young. She wanted us to be like, you know, concert musicians. I played the violin, Jen played the cello. She made us like play for the church. And when we moved to Kentucky, my family, they're all, they all do bluegrass at the family reunions. Like they, you know, Uncle Carly plays guitar and Uncle Owen plays mandolin. And so they were like, well, Amy, you get on that fiddle and just have Jen turn the cello over and play it like a bass. <laughs> we're like, okay, it's a little different, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just grew up like loving music and classic rock, like everything. And so we're like, okay, like let's really think of a clever, like cultural reference um, to what we want this business to be. And we're like, okay, well, let's think of some of the songs that we love. Like, we get a lot of inspiration from music. So we're like, okay. Well, we're listening to Pink Floyd one day, and we're like, the lyrics to this song are blowing my mind. So we're just like, we should really, like, shine on, of course. Like, it, you know, and, and we thought, like, the diamond imagery would just be, like, really strong. And, and we just thought it would fit perfectly, like, once we figured it out. So, um, yeah, a lot of people of our age, surprisingly, don't know the reference. We're like, you know, shine on, you crazy diamond. Like, Pink Floyd, come on. But um, when people do get it, it's really rewarding, <laughs> and they really appreciate the reference. So, yeah, it's just a great mantra. It's just saying, like, whatever you do, like, really, like, shine in it, you know, like, whether you're a musician, artist, like, whatever, like, just, you know, really just be seen, you know, be heard. So we thought it was a pretty cool tagline. I uh, love it. Love it. So you talk about how in, in, in the blog, the blog is great. You guys should subscribe and get it and read it regularly. They have all kinds of stuff, but they definitely surround themselves with a lot of creative people. And, they, and you know, on Design Recharge, one of the whole reasons I did this is because a lot of times I'm designing alone and I don't have a lot of feedback from other people. And I think there are a lot of designers in that same situation. I love to go to conferences but your budget can only afford a few conferences a year and those are excellent but I wanted that recharging every week so you really surround yourself with a lot of creative people and that really helps to recharge your battery do you want to talk a little bit about why that's so important and how that helps you guys yeah definitely um, yeah I think a big part of 
yeah, just who we are and who this business is and like what it's becoming is the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. Um, like I said, like all the projects we get are word of mouth and it's not even sometimes people that like we're friends with like in person, like in real life, like we have so many friends via Dribble, um, Instagram, um, Twitter, all these online avenues and and like we're getting so much work and and just like feedback and inspiration from them and it's like it's so amazing so yeah like just we've connected with so many awesome people um even like relationships that started out as us just seeing people and being like in awe of their talent and what they're doing like now we know these people and are doing work for these people and it's like it's funny how things can seem so far off or people can seem so far like above what you're doing or where you're at and really like it's not that far away if you just kind of you know like are willing to work hard and just kind of like put yourself out there you know so um like we we were blogging probably a year ago on this guy scott topher he's a photographer um here in i think it's ventura actually and he does like these amazing like um photo shoots and um short films about him and his friends that take these like um cross-country motorcycle trips and and like all sorts of things are just really into motorcycle culture and like surfing and and the california cool and and kind of like that retro vibe from like the 50s 60s 70s and so we, we saw this video that he had done through this blog we follow and we're like this guy is amazing like why can't we hang out with this guy like he is so cool and so we do a blog post on it and we plug that and then we find him on instagram and then he finds us on instagram and then we're friends and and literally he just contacts us the other day now and we're doing a logo for one of his new projects. So it's just like, it's pretty cool, like how small of a world it is and how really everybody's like, just wants to connect. Like if you just don't think too highly of yourself and are just like willing to kind of put yourself out there and also like not be too desperate, but you know, just like connect with people, not expecting anything. Um, it's kind of cool like what can, can come from things, you know? So um, I think just getting yourself out there, like like you were saying, going to, to conferences if you can. Like our first conference was the one we spoke at, and I have never had so much fun. It was amazing meeting all these other talented, amazing artists and just like talking shop and comparing like stories and strategies. And, and uh, it's really important. And we got involved locally with a lot of groups like our friend Luke Hodson, who's in this group right now. Hey, Luke. Um, <laughs> started this thing uh, like an OC designers group and so we got involved with that and we went to the meetups and and at least two of those like it resulted two of those people that I met resulted in jobs and that's not why we did it but it just goes to show that if if you can make a connection with somebody and they can trust you a person and a designer like you're two steps closer than anybody else to to getting a gig with them you know and it's just inspiring like you said like Luke and us like and Julie and a couple other of our friends will send each other like emails like probably once or twice a week like hey like what do you guys think about this mock-up like feedback um and like we'll go in the designers group and I'll post something in there and say like hey guys like I'm working on this but something's up like will you guys like give me some feedback and it's great because people are on there because they're on Facebook and they're just on there like at nine and it's like if you can't talk to somebody who's working with you that day like you can go online and get some really helpful feedback so it's really important to just like stay connected. I we had an intern who was just like really anti this area and was like, I can't I gotta get to LA, like it's it's the worst here and like, you know what, don't don't like don't talk bad about anything and don't 
close yourself off to anything. Like be open to everywhere you're at and every place you're at and every opportunity because there's an opportunity everywhere and you just kind of have to make the most of it and and just open yourself up to different people and different possibilities. So, yeah. I totally agree about the positiveness. You, I mean, my days are not all perfect, but nobody yeah. wants to hear about the bad stuff. So it's yeah. about being able to turn something around. And with clients, we have to do that all the time. They may not be super successful, but we have to find what is their gem and then let's promote that. So there's there's a ton of awesome work and I want to pull some up so we can start talking about it. Um, so this piece, and I don't know if this we're going out of order completely, but the Voodoo Tides, can you talk a little bit about this? And this is, again, it looks like a piece that's a lot of handwork. So you're producing stuff and you're doing some um, hand-done stuff, uh, oil paintings or, or whatever, but now you're able to, because you're promoting that stuff, you're able to put some of that stuff into some of the work that you're doing. So do you want exactly. to talk about this piece? Yeah, sure. Well, um, kind of like you were saying, like um, a lot of people start out and they're like, I want to do like cool projects. I want to do all hand drawn and I want to like sell my art. And like we didn't start out doing that. Like this is like fairly recent, like maybe a year ago. But when we first started out, we were doing like mock catalogs, which sounds boring. But Jen made some amazing illustrations for it. And you know what? This was the coolest mock catalog you've ever seen in your life. Like the client was thrilled with it. He said everyone that sees it is like blown away. So we started out doing really supposedly boring stuff like, you know, like, yeah, stuff like that, flyers and, and catalogs, but we made it our own. So then we had eventually got worked up to something like this, where this guy from Japan saw our work on Pinterest and was, and he knew a friend of ours in here in Costa Mesa, who's like into motorcycles as well. And they were like, Hey, um, California culture is really big in Japan right now. Could you guys design a couple t-shirts for a Japanese like surf company? And we're like, well, yeah, of course. And they were like, we really want like the artistic hand-drawn thing. And we're like, of course. <laughs> so he, you know, he gave us a few general ideas, and Jen decided to to, to work up this one. And we just kind of love that retro horror, um, like vintage movie poster kind of um, mm -hmm. artistic style. And um, we we try and do a lot of pieces like that. I think. Um, and so Jen was like, oh, it'd be, it'd be really cool to do, like, to do this, like, surf, like, all, all these surfers are always talking about, uh, they have, like, funny terminology and, and everything's, like, rad, and, like, I went out there, and, like, it's just so, like, mesmerizing out there, and, like, dude, I was just, like, at one with the ocean, and, you know, like, this kind of stuff, and so we're like, oh, it'd be cool to get, like, this, like, this guy with, like, these mesmerizing eyes and, like, the tides coming in, so Jen just drew out the guy, and then she drew out the ocean, scan them both in, kind of clean them up a little bit in Photoshop. Um, and then we do a lot of our own like hand-drawn um, like uh, type with India ink. And it kind of gives that cool like brush effect. And so yeah, like just kind of cleaning everything up and the live trace um, function in Illustrator is like our best friend as illustrators who, you know, work also in Vector. Um, it vectorizes everything, cleans it up, you know, um, it's, it's just really nice to be able to edit it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how that one worked out. And yeah, I think this one turned out super cool. I, I'm hoping like one day we'll just see some like Japanese kid walking around with that on, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> That'd be cool. But what I love is that you, you aren't afraid to put your stuff out there that's just for you. I think a lot of 
designers will not put their own stuff out because it doesn't serve a purpose. And I love that you start with a mop catalog. I mean, you're, I mean, we're paying the bills, right? I mean, yeah, like don't be too good for any projects. Like you can make any project fun. And we learned that when we worked at our first job, which was like a, basically like a, you know, sending out mail catalogs and mail flyers to people that don't want them, that don't pay for them. <laughs> and so, yeah, it wasn't the most glorious job, but you know what? We had, we made it like the best out of it. And I think it really teaches you, yeah, just to make the most of every project. Definitely. And I, I agree. You're not too good for anything and you really can put your own spin on on anything. I mean, you can make yeah. it be awesome or you can just make it be just like a regular regular something. So yeah. it's always good to do. This again is looks like another go ahead. Oh yeah, just like you said, like yeah, it's all it's all your mindset and your your attitude, you know? It's all about attitude. Man, Jen, you're working the chat. Awesome. It's I know. <laughs> you're doing I love awesome. I've got Jen on here, and I think Julie's in here, too. We've got, like, the whole gang in here. I wish we had the interns in here, too. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Julie's the knitter, right? Yes, Julie's the knitter. Yes. <laughs> Where's your knitting plug, Julie? I, I, I hear you. Okay, so this is another, this is a brand um, for South Bay Food Fest, and it's awesome. And it just, it, again, it shows your love of type which I know you have because we have some similar uh, friends that are either the hand draw type or I can just tell by the way your your work is and stuff like that. But do you want to talk a little bit about this and maybe how you get some of these jobs? Yeah. Um, again, this one was a referral from a friend, and it's, it just blows my mind how our friends are so well connected. I'm like, how do you know these people? But it just, it just goes to show, like, if you surround yourself with – creative people from every walk of life, like this was our friend who's just really into food, she knew the guy who was starting this. So whatever kind of genre of life it is, like it's cool what can come of it. So so yeah, so um, this lady was like, my friend's trying to get um, this really great food festival to come to Orange County. So they they came up with this title and, and they, they had us just kind of run with it. And I don't think they had a whole lot of direction, but Jen and I were really, like you said, like we were really, really into like um, these kind of like, retro vintage seals and really intricate logos with like a lot of different fonts but not too many to where it's like distracting but just really really like detailed and, and like intricate and we love the detailed and the intricate probably because we're artists but um so yes we're like okay let's let's like make a really cool seal and uh, and this is the kind of the one that they ended up picking but we had a bunch of other really rad options too but um yeah, we, we just made all the elements in Illustrator, like the barley leaves at the bottom, like those are all like, um, um, we just use a pen tool, you know, you, you pull up a picture on the internet and figure out what it looks like and go from there. Um, yeah, and then just adding a, all the little small details, like the radial in the background, the subtle radial and, and like the stars going around the, the circle and like the outlines and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's just the little yeah. touches that really make it. And the textured look, because you're adding that textured look, which gives it, if it didn't have that, that's very subtle, but if it didn't have it, it wouldn't feel as um, as authentic, maybe, and and it helps to get a little bit of that retro feel, but it doesn't overpower it, so again, it's kind of like, I say it's kind of like wearing a bra, you don't want to wear your bra on the outside of your clothes, although it still would work. But on the inside of your clothes, nobody notices it. It's just doing right. its job. And so 
a lot of your stuff really you're using a lot of stuff but it really is just supporting your message and it's not taking over right right okay. good analogy <laughs> I use Madonna's comb bra a lot with um, some of my students I'm like I don't, I don't even know what song she was singing so this is I think this is one of your paintings and hopefully it'll come up Mm-hmm. So you want to talk a little bit about how you, I mean, because you did a whole um, art show recently and how that kind of, how that affects your designs and how it affects just you as a, a creative person. Well, I will say um, as a designer, it's really helpful. Like it does transfer over in a painting. Like when I'm color mixing, it's so helpful knowing like CMYK makeup, like what paints to mix together to get the color or the effect that I want. I will say that it's very helpful. Um, but yeah, I think it just fills over because you are going to take a lot of jobs that maybe aren't as creative, but, or maybe where they're not, it, we always kind of joke, like, it seems like clients always pick your least favorite option, you know? And so there's going to be a lot of times where you're like, oh, like, nobody appreciates my creativity. Of course, you have dream clients. Like, I see my, my pals from Futech are in here. Big shout out to Naveed and Natasha. But anyway, um, so, yeah, there are clients that are going to, like, give you free reign. But sometimes you won't. So, like, you have to have some sort of a creative outlet to, to be able to do exactly what you want to do and... And uh, I don't know, like feel like you're having some creative control, and 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 I think painting is definitely mine. I I just got into it kind of recently. I always did drawing, and and because it's so easy to have a pen and paper, you don't have to buy those kind of supplies, and it, it's not like as big of a process. But I was like seeing paintings around, and I'm like, I really want to get into this painting thing, and I never really took any classes, but I had friends that knew, and so you know, just call them whenever I had questions, and. And my friend Mike Carnish, who I had the art show with, is like he teaches painting at Laguna College of Art Design and in Long Beach, and he's amazing. So he was a really great reference. But yeah, I think it, it's really awesome, and I think people just knowing that you do have, you are an artist first before you are a designer. I think a lot of people really like Jen and I for that because they want a more artistic approach to their to their design. And a lot of designers maybe don't have that in their arsenal. So we really, that is one of our, one of our um, strengths, I would say, for the kind of design that we do. Um, definitely. And I love that you don't, you don't separate it out so much that you're actually incorporating it in and you, um, I think a lot of people will be like, oh, well, that's something else I do. And it's like, well, you might solve this problem in oil or in acrylic or, you might solve it with India ink, but it's just part of your tool palette where a lot of people might say, hey, that's going to take too long. I'm not going to do a painting. And right. I think that that's a, another way where y'all are like, hey, you know what? I got the moxie. I'm going to just do it. It's going to take me a little longer, but it's going to be a better product. Right. Yeah. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. So this is another one of your paintings. And we have a detail. Oops. Let's see if I can move it back for me. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk a little bit about this one? Yeah, this one's like, um, I, this is probably my, like my second like real painting once I got into it. And it's still my, probably my favorite to date. Like me and Jen were just joking the other day. I, I, we have it hanging in our office, like right over here. And I always walk by and say, I'll never paint another hand that beautiful. I just feel like it's like the most beautiful hand I've ever painted and ever will. But, um, so that's my favorite part of that thing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, again, this is one of my friends, Matt and, uh, 
he's also an artist and he's the one who kind of encouraged me to get back into painting because um, he is a tattoo artist and he does it on the side for his creativity. Um, and he was like, yeah, you should do it. Like, it's so awesome. Like, at the end of the day, if you, you feel creatively drained doing projects that maybe weren't exactly, you know, like your forte, like, this is definitely a good outlet. And it really is. Like, it, it's it's awesome. It's, it's, it's nice to be able to sit at the end of the day, see, like, the progress that you've made. And sometimes in design, it can feel, like, really redundant, especially, like, maybe an editorial layout or things like that. So it is. It's great. Um, me and Jen, we really have a lot of fun. Like with that after hours. I know I've talked about this before on other shows, but Meredith, who's uh, in the down below in the audience, um, she one time solved an illustration project with cut paper, and she had never done illustration. She'd never, definitely never solved it with cut paper, but it ended up being an awesome piece. And I think that sometimes it's just stepping out and saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we can solve it a different way." I know Noah Scalin. I'm not sure if you've seen. Um, he did 365 Days of Skulls, and so he has a book called Unstuck, and he's been on the show before, and um, he talks about how he had to find a skull a day, and he, every time, it, it had to be created out of something different, a different medium, That's and cool. um, yeah. it really, yeah, it was, it's really cool, you should check him out, look him up, but oh, yeah. it really pushed him, and what happened was exactly what you're talking about with what happened with you guys, he ended up um, getting clients because he ended up making a skull out of roses or something. Right. Well, they didn't want a skull out of roses, but because he did it, he, they saw what he did. It pushed his creativity. He was able to get clients because of those things. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Like with the Kobe Bryant, uh, the voodoo cards or whatever, that was something you guys just did for you. Mm -hmm. But because of that, it's gotten you work. And because you, you worked it to perfection, and and you posted it and you you know use those social media networks it was able to get you some things and then you're doing more really fun jobs not exactly. that the mop project wasn't awesome exactly. but yeah. it isn't the ideal client for you guys but you used it and then you can kind of get these clients that you really do like it's true like we just we were like what we were just started making the kind of work that we wanted to get paid for and that's kind of what we say in the book is like who cares if you're not getting paid for these jobs like take the paying jobs and do a good job on those to pay the bills you know but in your free time like if you have a friend who's in a band that needs a poster like say I'll do it for free if you give me free creative reign like I'll do it for free but you don't get any changes you know and really just let yourself like run run wild and, and do the kind of work that you want to get paid for and you don't have to tell anybody that you're not getting paid for that when you post on your website you know just say I did this poster for this band you know and as, as long as like you just represent yourself as professional and, and explain the process and 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 then just show the the product is like a quality product and like it, it'll pay off like you'll eventually start getting people who want you for the things that that you want to that you want to do absolutely so um, I want to take because I love this stuff I told you about this um, before and Amy I mean Jen that was the, that is awesome as to your long comment up there. It's hard to do both. It's like DJing. First, I want to talk about this piece. I love this piece. I think this is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's like uh, the type. I love the type. is great. But where you put it, I think, is amazing. And it, it's, such a, it's such a great 
I don't know, it, it has good tension. It's I love the colors. Again, you're limiting yourself by color palette. There's so much you're doing that you really are able to do more because of some of the limitations that you you gave yourself. And I just love this piece. Can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, well, like you said, um, we we wanted to start limiting ourselves because we wanted to start doing more posters that were screen printed instead of just four color process. So we're like, okay, if we had this screen printed and it was like a reliable, like a reasonable price, we want to keep it two colors. So we limited ourselves to black and orange, and then obviously the white would be cut out for paper. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna. I, I just thought I would. He he likes to have like I've done a couple other projects for this guy, and we kind of always do some version of a portrait portrait of him. So we kind of have that theme going. So yeah, so I just kind of drew the bottom half of his face, and I wasn't really done with it, but I was like, you know what? Let's just scan this in and see where we're at. <laughs> so I scanned it in, and I kind of like drew the outline of the rest of his head, and I did some hand drawn type and kind of like messed around a little bit. And I was like, you know what? This is actually really cool. And it's funny how if you just kind of mess around with things, sometimes it just you really do just get lucky. So it's part planning, part just kind of like seeing what happens, you know. But it's taking time to play, you know. And yeah. I think uh, last last week we had a collage artist. She's a printmaker, but she really ends up printing everything and then collaging everything together. And she'll do some by hand, and then she'll do some in the uh, computer. And really, her big takeaway for me is just play get out there and she calls them studies and some of her studies become final projects and it's exactly kind of what this was you were doing a study and then you're like well I think you know we could come up with something like this and you build but it's like it's that yes you're planning but you take time to play and man I love this this is this is one of my favorite pieces for oh, sure thanks. yeah and I, like you were saying like I think it's really important like we don't know how to do a lot of styles and I'll see people doing these cool things. I'm like, how do they use halftones? Like, for example, this is one of my recent things. And uh, so I'll just look at what people are doing on Dribble, or I'll look up inspiration from old posters with all the halftones. That's what I really like. And I'll just try and like break it apart and say, okay, well, it looks like they're doing this. And just like you said, like using using your projects as an excuse to practice things that you want to get better at that you don't necessarily know how to do. And yeah, that's how you grow as a designer is like pushing yourself to figure figure different styles out, really like push your horizons, like you were saying. Definitely. So um, let's see. I want to talk about the Muskoka. So oh, okay. let's see. This is your, the this is process one. I think this is awesome. These are all on Flickr. You can actually click on it and see it a little bit bigger, everybody. But, and I just by accident did it. So sorry about that. Um, so, so you can read. And there's what I love, Amy, is that you've like, analyzed it out and it's like okay random ideas b plays on you know the lake oh i mean the you know the loch ness monster kind of thing and you're you're giving us a little bit but it really helps you know get into your head about your process so do you want to talk a little bit about this one and then i'll bring up the process two one yeah sure so basically this one was mostly jen's project and what we'll do is um Jen is really, like, we, me and Jen know our strengths, and I think that's another part of business that's really important, is, is knowing your strengths and being willing to be kind of like a team player. So, like, I know that I'm not the best at, like, coming up with concepts on my own. Like, I need Jen to bounce ideas off of, because Jen's just really clever. Um, she's very quick-witted, so we always do brainstorming sessions together. And Jen thinks that I'm better at maybe execution, so we always help each other. So 
Jen and I will come up with a couple of ideas, like for example, for this Muskoka search, they're based out of, I think it was like, um, they're, they're definitely in the, the north, it was like Michigan or, um, or like um, Canada or something, it was like one of our first clients. And um, so we were like, okay, well let's, let's play on some of the imagery that, um, that is related to that area, you know, and so, and it, they actually are surfing on lakes out there. So we were like, okay, well, Loch Ness monsters in the lake, like that's really clever and, and it's like heavily, um, there's a lot of like um, Indian influence um, up there. So we're like, okay, well let's, let's try and bring that in, like tribal elements. Um, um, it's really beautiful, like um, vast country, like, like landscapes, you know, sort of like, okay, trees and ocean and things like that. And, and he also wanted to play on the retro surf vibe too. So we're like, okay, this is so many fun elements. And so Jen and I brainstormed together and then either I or she on this project, she went away and she, you know, we'll sketch together. And uh, so she sketched all these ideas out and, and then either we'll scan the, send the ideas as sketches to the client if we think that they're, they'll be able to kind of see from there. Or some clients you just know, like, they're not going to be able to tell from this sketch what's going on here. So you'll clean it up a little bit, give them a better idea. And, um, and yeah, so, so Jen just kind of worked up all these ideas. And it's also really important to explain to the client, like, why you did certain things. Like, maybe they won't fully understand it or appreciate it at first, but if you say, if you explain the background or explain, like, why this would be relevant to them or why statistically these things matter, like, it's amazing how much it helps to just explain the process because really like they're hiring you because you do know what you're doing so you kind of have to assert yourself a little bit and and you know explain explain your process so um so yeah we we, we try to explain to the clients each option yeah and so and then from the sketching stage um either if they like the hand-drawn feel we'll either like um, take the sketches and take the ideas that they like and make more detailed cleaner sketches we have a light table here in the office so you know, we'll use that and kind of go over things, clean things up, tighten things up. Uh, like I said, live trace an illustrator and, and kind of like adjust all the little all the little points and make sure everything looks nice um, or we'll vectorize it at that point. Oh, cool. So this is um, the second one. So this is kind of as after you've taken the sketches. And I agree, every client cannot make they're like, I don't like that. It doesn't look clean. And we're like, it's just a sketch. It'll yeah, get cleaned up. Use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes there isn't any. But boy, explaining to them makes you... Sometimes we as designers have a hard time putting it into words why we did something. We just did it because it feels right. But that's not ever going to work for a client. They want to know why. I mean, a doctor's like, you're, you are analyzing their problem. They're you know, broken bone, whatever it is, they're not going to be like, well, I just think this is what we need to do. And you're like, no, buddy, tell me why we have to push my arm a whole nother way to reset it. I, I want it explained. And especially when you're, it's a lot of money. You know, a lot of times brand, the brand is one of the biggest expenses they're going to spend in the, in the beginning of a company launch. So it needs to be really important. And but explaining, boy, that just shows your expertness. Like, hey, we have talked, we have thought about every single detail. So I think it's awesome. But again, I just really think this this piece and how you laid it out is amazing. And I definitely am going to push some of my students to do some stuff like awesome. this as well. Yeah. Props to Jen. Go, Jen. <laughs> and, awesome. um, 
And like you were saying about it, explaining things, like especially like now that we're doing like this lifestyle brand like we were talking about, like because a lot of people hire us because they want our advice on say the demographic that they think that we are, sometimes like explaining to them like, hey, like this is why I like it and I'm kind of your demographic. So, you know, like if you are helping somebody with a lifestyle brand, like sometimes that is really helpful. Like Jen and I got hired to help a band um, you know, kind of establish their lifestyle brand because they're like, hey, like we, we make music and we want to be cool, but we really don't know how to dress and we don't know what good design is. So, you know, like they were kind of resistant to certain things, but when we explained to them like, hey, no, this is really trending right now or why we liked certain things, they were definitely more open. That's awesome. And I I think that it's incredibly important for designers to put their thoughts on paper so that we can explain it doesn't have to be a book you know it can just be a little paragraph or a couple of lines but when you are sitting with a client you can explain to them but if you can't and like I have clients in California that I'm not able to Skype with or to do something like this with then they're able to if I'm able to write it out and explain it a little or even on the phone you know if you can get it then it explains it a little bit better if you don't include that brief along with the PDF then it's kind of lost or if you don't have them on the same uh, like on that thing the thing I love that Jen did was she put it literally typed out on that sketch sheet so it was it was right there so that we it can explain right then while we're reading and it didn't have to be huge yeah. it can just be a little bit but I think that just gives it's like hey why does this cost so much it's not like making toast we didn't just yeah. go and pop a piece you know it just came out of me we really spend a lot of time on it, and I think it just adds value to us as designers, um, as well as just just the whole thing with the brand. And and I think what's going to be great for you guys, as well as for other designers watching that are thinking about creating this lifestyle brand, it's getting in the head of whoever the demographic is, because it's not always going to be me and you know my demographic, but it's that I have the ability to get in the head of a 20 year old or of a 15 year old or of a six year old what would those people like or a 60 year old you know what's important it's like exactly. inundating yourself with what is important to these people and I mean I just recently did a project where it's we are totally our stuff totally looks different the client stuff totally looks different than every all the corporate stuff but it stands out and it resonates because it it feeds that need of that that demographic and right. I think that that's what a lifestyle brand is yeah and I mean um, and that's where like just like I said being open to every experience and like Jen and I moving around a lot like just willing to embrace everything that you come into contact with and learning something from it not just saying oh that's weird or I'm not into that or I only like right. this um, if the more that you know about just everything like the more opportunity you have to connect with different individuals and that always comes in handy every meeting we go to like I'm just I'm just always glad that I'm trying to keep myself up to date on you know news everything from like we always joke with people that we read everything from NPR to us weekly to you know what I mean like you, you can't limit yourself to what kind of information you're taking in because you just never know how it's going to benefit you you know it just can't hurt like more knowledge right. and power I feel like that's a schoolhouse rock reference but seriously <laughs> so and Especially, like you said, for lifestyle branding, just understanding and being able to to know like what what culture is doing at the time and, and what different demographics are looking for. 
Yeah, totally. And I'm we are totally out of time, but Amy, I got to pull up a couple other things. Um, so you love orange, I can tell. There's so many know, things that are orange. That recently, we were like, "Whoa, we like orange." <laughs> it's a trending color, so I'm sure you'll stay with the trends. But you do some great um, in in the book. There are some great graphics, uh, infographics, and things like that. So I'm kind of popping around. But I, you know, I just love how you offset, like on the '94. It's or Jen, whoever did this. They set the the stroke off, and it just makes it so it very three dimensionalizes it, but it also kind of goes with that retro, you know, off registration or whatever. But it's a really neat piece, and I kept I was like, ooh, look at those facts! I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah, infographics are so popular right now, and they're so much fun to work on. We love doing infographics. So, well, that's good. And a lot of infographics are in publishing. Um, I know starting out, I also started out in publishing, it's, I think it teaches you to be really anal, but it also teaches you how to have a really big plan, but focus on little things at a time. I think it's helped me a lot. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah. Yeah, I think it helps and, you with organization and just clarity because uh, you can't get too crazy. Um, otherwise, your eyes don't know where to look. So learning hierarchy, learning color, um, type hierarchy, like with size, like all that is like so key in making a successful infographic and just design in general. So working in public publishing, like you were saying, it really did help with things like that. So I, I love this. This I love this piece, and then the next piece that I think is connected, you know, it's the drive-in thing. Reminds me of Scooby-Doo, so I'm gonna let you talk a little bit about this, and then we'll do that one, and then we'll I'll share all your links and tell people how they can see you again. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Now this one again is like a fun side project, like us and our friends are still working on. But um, we were just realizing that Orange County doesn't have a lot of like when we were growing up in Kentucky, we used to go to the drive-in every weekend, and we would stay for the double feature, and we drove an hour to get there because it's Kentucky. But um, it was so much fun, and we were like, gosh, it'd be great if Orange County had one of those. And we thought, well, why can't we? So we started branding this idea and just kind of testing it with our market and seeing how people were responding, and we had a great response. So now it's just a matter of um, finding the correct locations and sponsors. But um, again, it was just a side project that was really fun that gave us an opportunity to do the kind of branding that we wanted to, which was this like retro, um, like horror kind of branding. And uh, it was just kind of a fun side project that has become like a pretty fun endeavor. And again, yeah, this is more of the branding that we did for that. And so this is where your screens are coming in, your Ben Day dots or whatever. Yeah, this is when I was trying to figure out halftones. And I was like, okay, this is my opportunity to figure out like this halftone magic. and. I, I still don't know if I, I did it exactly the way that it was done in the old posters, but I think we had a lot of fun with how we used it. And we kind of made it our own, which I think is the point in a lot of these exercises. is not maybe copying exactly, but figuring out how it works for you. Yeah, and seeing what part of that solution or that technique or whatever is going to be able to add into something else. And now you have another tool in your tool belt, another thing to use in your arsenal. So exactly. I love that. And I, I love the orange, um, so I'm I'm excited. But <laughs> you have a ton of great work. Um, I'm so thankful to have you on the show. Um, maybe next time um, Jen can come on too. But I'd love to have you guys back on the show. I'm going to share some links. We did not get through everything today for sure, but I'm going to share some links with you guys. Um, you can follow them on Instagram. 
and here's the Instagram. And then you can also follow them on Facebook. And there's that. Um, oh, and Seth wants to know when you can expect the next installment of the Dangerland series. Oh, that's just like we, we did a kid's book with our friends back in Kentucky. They're these hilarious guys, and it was called Dangerland. And I still want to make it happen, so Seth, get Kyle on it. <laughs> so that's coming. That's also coming. Dangerland. That's good. So, um... The next one is on Twitter, and so let's see. Side projects really help you build your clientele. They look great. Awesome. That thank you, Albert, for that. Um, <laughs> for that awesome. And Julie, um, definitely. I hope to see some sweaters on the girls in the in the winter time. <laughs> um, besides Pinterest, here's another question. Um, besides Pinterest, what are some other mediums for you to get the word out there? Um, it cut out a little bit, but I think you're saying other other sites to yeah, um, put it. Okay. Yeah, but Pinterest is great. Pinterest is great too if you share your own links to Pinterest, and that way you can credit yourself and link back to your website. I we get a ton of work from Pinterest, um, especially because it's it's great for graphic designers. It's the perfect social media site for our like our kind of work, um, and it easily links back on like Instagram. So I love Pinterest. So Pinterest is a great one. And we also get a lot of work from Dribbble because on Dribbble there's a lot of designers who know how to do one thing, like front end or back end design or whatever it is, um, but they maybe aren't good at like hand drawn. So it's such a great way to connect with other designers and kind of like help each other out and subcontract different different pieces of the puzzle of your project. So I'd say Dribbble and Instagram and uh, Pinterest are great, and then Facebook is great just to share and and just kind of get the word out about all those projects. Cool. So just so you guys know, you don't ever have to miss an episode. You can sign up to be a VIP member of the Design Recharge. You can get our email newsletter. I do not spam you. I will never, um, ever sell the list. So um, it's if you go to the website, it's in the upper right-hand corner. If you go to any of the episodes, there's a pop-up that comes up. And I know they're annoying, but they're helpful in getting people on my list. So... Um, I appreciate that part. I know uh, hopefully it's not too annoying that you can just click the X, I guess. But anyway, sign up. You can follow me on Facebook as well. I'm going to flash these up super fast. Again, this is all on, it's recorded. You can always find it. I shared it earlier. It's on Design Recharge. Um, you can just look through the archives and they're done by date, but they're also by um, by the name. And then you can follow me on Instagram. And then this is my two Twitter handles. I think and I'm following you on you everything all... except for InDesign. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I asked you just a little, because I was trying to get a little bit more background on you, Amy. I tried to read through all the blog posts, and I did my best, and I got through a lot. And so I knew Dedication. music was important. <laughs> yes, I'm dedicated to this project, and I think my dog's moving my curtain back there. Um, anyway, it's been super quiet. You're really good, buddy. Um, anyway, Amy, thank you so much. Jen, thank you so much for working, working the chat board yeah. for me. And we will have to um, have you guys back on. We'll have to plan a time. And I'm just super excited. One last question, Amy. Any big projects or any big um, new things that you're working on that you want to share? Um, well, there's a couple, but we signed some non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> but um, we have a lot of awesome stuff coming up. We'll probably be announcing it on our blog. but. Um, 
yeah, hopefully a lot more ebooks too on different how to's of specifics like uh, hand drawn um, and, and just like different things. So, uh, so yeah, so I guess just keep up with us on our site. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Amy, so much. And thank you guys for coming and staying. We're here every week at 2.30 Eastern Time, 11.30 Pacific on Wednesdays. I am taking, I take four days off during the year, and next week is one of those Wednesdays, so I will be celebrating 4th of July that whole week. I hope you guys have a great 4th, and if you're not in America, I hope you have a good 4th of July anyway, so um, we just celebrate it differently here. Um, anyway, I hope that um, you guys have gotten a ton out of it, Amy. I got a ton out of it. Thank you so much, and thanks Jen, again, thanks for being Thanks so much, and I'll hopefully have you guys on again. Definitely. Thanks so much, Ann. Okay, well, guys, have a great day, and I will see you again on July 10th. It's another branding episode, so it's with David Breyer. It's a different kind of branding. There's Buddy, um, and hopefully you guys will tune in for another branding one. They're not always about branding, but the next two, I guess, this one and the next one are branding all. All right, awesome, Alex from Tokyo. Great. Maybe yeah. you've got one of their shirts. Oh, my gosh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll see you guys uh, next time, and have a great 4th of July. Yeah.